Hello, Michael. Welcome back to uh, Trends in Low Places. I am your host, Mike Cushing, and uh, joined as always by Michael Howard. Hello, Michael. Hello, Mr. Cushing. How are you this fine Tuesday in January? I am excellent. How about you? I'm doing well. I wanted to name the day because I feel like we're at a semi-momentous occasion. Um, Michael, do you remember the um, dumpster fire and black hole of insatiable hunger that was 2016? I do, yeah. I, it was not that long ago, so it's pretty fresh still. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a nice moment, I thought, in our last podcast that we didn't have to talk about someone that we all loved and cared about dying. That's true. And, I, You know what? I didn't even realize that until listening back that we did not address anyone dying. Yeah, we had slipped the grim specter of death, and I thought that was lovely. And I've got good news for you, Michael. We get to do it yeah. again. Oh, buddy. You know what today so is? So no one, no one we love and care about or is a part of our childhood or anything we've loved has died since our last talk? No, you want to know what today is? It's Betty White's 95th fucking birthday. And she Hell fucking yeah. dabbed on national TV because that's what how few shit she gives <laughs> about death. She's like, come at me. Mm, dab. <laughs> Well, I guess it's cool again then, huh? Since Betty White did it, it's cool again. Yeah, yeah. That congressman's kid almost ruined it for everybody, and then Betty White yeah. came through. Yeah. Thank God. I don't want to put this out there too hard, but I am forced to question that if any celebrity I care about made it through 2016, are they effectively immortal? Um, and I, I, again, I will be proven wrong in probably. that belief. Tomorrow, probably, Pro- someone, someone will come and steal someone from me. I know that. Yeah, by the time we're done editing this podcast and ready to release it, I'm sure we're going to have to just re-record all of this. Yeah, oops. <laughs> the entire <laughs> cast of Beverly Hills 90210 died. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're all, they were all hanging out at the Peach Pit, and, you know, somebody just ran a car right into it, and they're all dead. Yeah. Oh, where did the time go? Oh, so, man. Uh, and we talked, you know, in a couple episodes ago about how we didn't necessarily want to define a year about, you know, by who died and who we cared about. But it's a big thing. And I feel like, um, I mean, 2016 was a bad year for that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, out of sheer morbid curiosity, I decided to actually look into it a little bit. There was a couple articles, people were measuring it different ways. And Basically, the the conclusion that they came to was that it wasn't necessarily that more celebrities died. It was that more mega celebrities died. You know, by one measure from a MIT study. Um, <laughs> okay, 16... hold on. Wait, uh, no, no, I got to I, I didn't know these studies <laughs> we were pulling from. Is MIT, <laughs> don't they have better things to do? What are they up to? You know, they have, they have thousands of students not everyone can you know be the next einstein or something somebody's got to be just the guy who just studies death statistics i suppose i guess but mit is supposed to be landing us on mars or clearing venus of all those dirty clouds well you know they need to know whether mega celebrities are going to die in the coming years so (laughs) they can more effectively put us on mars i assume yeah, I guess that makes sense when yeah. you think it, when you put it that way. You have to put a mega celebrity on Mars with you to have somebody to entertain <laughs> okay. the people so, on on that's, Mars. That's very true. So, what if the smartest people on the planet find out about celebrity death? <laughs> well, they found out by looking at how many languages a person's Wikipedia entry was in. Okay, and that makes if sense. The person's 
If the person's Wikipedia entry was in more than 70 languages, by that measure, we had far more deaths than would be expected. We had 16 deaths of people whose Wikipedia entries had were more in more than 70 languages, which is kind of absurd. I mean, that's 16 pretty mega, mega celebrities. Yeah. And, and by and large, they were in the in kind of the performing arts. So it seemed even worse because a lot of the people were in, you know, movie. They're um, in your face all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're They weren't just like a guy you happen to know the name of. Um, it was somebody who actually saw uh, quite often, um, yeah. especially in our childhood. So and you know what? I, I know those people probably achieved a lot of things as someone who has attempted to wrangle wikipedia editors and get things approved uh on wikipedia i gotta say their biggest accomplishment is getting 70 of those fucking asshole wikipedia editors to agree on (laughs) any one thing across 70 languages are you kidding me i've never met a more self-righteous pack of douchebags in my entire life than wikipedia editors sorry that's a little private rant from michael j cushing (laughs) just so everyone knows where i'm at in my life i'll I'll have to take your word on it i don't i don't know how many times i've tried to edit something on wikipedia before but i will let me tell you it's not a fun process 70 languages is a lot of languages Mm -hmm. i think if you if i had to name actual languages i might make it to 15 or 20 before i would just be making things up well, let's definitely take 10 to 15 minutes of this podcast to just start naming languages that we both know. Oh, man. And I think we just, I, yep, yep. There goes our six listeners. They're gone. Yeah. That, oop, it's just wait, us no, now. Come back. But speaking of Wikipedia and the internet um, and celebrity, actually, Michael, are you familiar with uh, Salt Bay? Oh, Has- hashtag Salt Bay. I'm very familiar with Salt Bay because I. I kept seeing it, um, and I wanted to hate it. I really did. I wanted to think it was stupid, and I wanted right. to be cynical and just, meh, all these <laughs> youngins. But I started looking into it, and he's a genius. Yeah, so he for makes anyone... delicious-looking sensual meats. Yes. Uh, How can so you hate I, the guy? I don't hate him. Um, <laughs> I'll get into it. I, again, I have my own issues. For anyone who's not familiar, hashtag Salt Bay is the internet's newest sensation, newest personality. Uh, his name is Newsrit, and I am going to butcher this because I don't speak Turkish, which we just mm-hmm. uh, kind of worked but through. But you know it's a language. That's yes. the important first step. Gose, I want to say, is how you're not. So Newsrit Gose, he owns a lot of things. He's a, he's a restaurateur. He's a, uh, a butcher. Very interesting. He makes a lot of videos of him using cool knives to slice cuts of meat in half. like Really good knives. Yeah, like, you know, throwing, like, tenderloins up in the air and just, like, slicing through it with, like, a, a flick of the wrist. It's it's incredible. Um, but a video went viral of him uh, taking a massive tomahawk chop ribeye and, like, very sensually, uh, like, slicing it up. And then he's got this very um, signature style of, like, salting the meat where he brings his hand up like a cobra and then just like yeah. sprinkles the salt like kosher salt down his arm yeah like it like bounces off of his yeah, elbow onto the meat it's really gorgeous like it, and the guy looks cool as hell like he's super he looks fly. like a turkish johnny depp yeah and again so maybe that's why i don't like him because you know yeah. fuck johnny depp and right. you know in so many ways yeah so he looks cool but i was watching more of his videos and like <laughs> you kind of get the sense that like like there's there's one like he he definitely like is very impressed with himself and he's doing cool stuff i get it oh yeah there's there's one video where he knows what he's doing i want to i can only 
describe what he's wearing on his head as like a, a mixture between a fedora and a beret, a bedora. Um, <laughs> oh, so, nice. So this guy's got a dark side. I can already tell. But I, I think I decided. Have you seen the one where he's massaging his oh, cattle? Yeah, I fucking, I saw him all, Michael. The guy's smooth as hell. Oh my God, he's massaging the cattle, Kush. Yeah. That's I mean, going to be a tender steak. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'd argue there are other ways to get oh, the, oh, the, there's the, the cow, yep, there's the the cow in the mood. I see um, the medora. How do you feel about him seeing that thing? I'm going to say that I don't like him as much seeing right. him in this outfit. So I, I but he's saw surrounded that video. by meats. He is surrounded by delicious looking meat. I'm going to, I'm just going to say this. I think seeing that one split second of one of his videos uh, convinced me of a, a brand new New Year's resolution for 2017. And that is that I refuse to be enchanted. By new internet personalities, because I I fucking know this guy has a dark side, uh, like beyond just massaging cattle and then you know murdering them. For, so you think for, that um, it's gonna turn out that it's gonna be like the Ken Bone situation, yeah, like, where it turns out that he's just doing weird shit on Reddit. Yeah, like this guy's got something up his his very tight sleeves that will. Yeah, come you know out what he's got up his sleeve? A bunch of kosher salt <laughs> he's putting on a tomahawk chop, Kush. I guess the salt's got to come from somewhere. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's He's my like a new meat magician <laughs> illusions. Uh, so that's that's my resolution. I think just from watching this guy, <laughs> I refuse because I just know that something's going to come out about Newsrick Gaucher, and he will no longer be Salt Bay. He's going to be just racist Salt Bay or something terrible. <laughs> I, I don't want it to be true, but I I, I can't be hurt again. You know, judge, judging by some of the other internet personalities, like you know, we mentioned Ken Bone, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be that bad, but it's definitely going to be something really creepy. Yeah. For sure. Maybe the worst thing that he does is centrally massage his cows. I mean, yeah. that's still pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of pretty weird, um, something that I've really noticed a lot. So I moved to Atlanta about a couple months ago. And I'm in a new office and my previous office had its own sort of like private bathroom, you know, in the office. Oh, uh, a private bathroom. Oh, yeah. The in executive, your office? The executive bathroom. Oh, well, then. Um, but my current office, it's a shared bathroom for the floor. And I found myself going, you know, to pee a couple times a day. And without fail, at least like 50% of the time, <laughs> I run into a older, very lanky gentleman Every time, I've I've become stuck in a pee schedule with this this man. Does and he does he sidle up to the urinal right next to you, or does he respect the um the one well, urinal buffer? So it's weird. Sometimes like it's we don't get there at a, it's not a one to one like scheduling conflict. Right, you're not like high fiving on the way in. Yeah, like we don't we don't meet each other at the urinal and then yeah. like you know you know unzip at the same time. But like it's either he's there and I walk in or like I'm washing my hands when he walks like but like we're definitely on the same schedule. And no mm-hmm. matter what I do to break out of it <laughs> I'm I'm in that world and I it's it's an odd one. Have you just tried to stop drinking water? Yeah I, I did. No for reals though. Like I, I changed up my like drinking habits for a week <laughs> and it didn't do anything. It did nothing. So wait, is he is he a talker? Does no, he talk to no. you at the urinal? Here's the thing. We have not even acknowledged 
each other's existence, much less the fact that we oh. are always in the bathroom at the same time on the same day. That's almost weird. Sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah, that's almost weirder. I feel like you have to acknowledge it at some point. Like, hey, again. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure eventually we'll play swords or something. But Yeah, like, look, I'm not, I'm not an advocate of talking to me or talking to someone else while they're at the urinal. Right. Um, but I feel like maybe on the way or in or out, you should at least acknowledge it. Yeah, I think eventually, like maybe next year, we'll just exchange Christmas gifts. Like just. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the same topic, is there anything more disturbing than somebody carrying on a conversation while they're in the stall? No. Right? That's like the worst thing ever. Like you just shouldn't be allowed to be in the office anymore. Like that's a fireable offense. Yeah. No, like at that point, my my skeleton is just jumping out of its body and I'm just left on the toilet, but I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, like I'm gone. Like I want nothing to do with you. This is my private time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of what I'm doing and I don't want to like interact with anyone else. Right. We have a, a fairly large office, even though there's not that many employees because we have a lot of people coming through from different companies and whatever. We have a lot of events. And so without fail, I'll go into the restroom and there will be somebody like on a phone call in a stall. And it's like, what are you doing that is so Im- How important are you that you can't just wait 10 minutes to have this conversation? Right. I'm going to say not that important. Right. Like, who is that important? Like, maybe, I don't know, Elon Musk, uh, Barack Obama. That's well, it. That's pretty so, much it. That's, that's the list. It. So that actually reminds me of a funny story. Uh I remember hearing uh, a long time ago that uh, LBJ would, as a show of dominance, make his aides walk into the bathroom with him while he was, you know, taking a dump and just, like, make them take notes from him. <laughs> um, and would occasionally, LBJ also have occasionally, a, a giant dick? Yeah, and I think occasionally he would pee on aides' legs just, oh, like, just to, like, yeah. show that he was the president and be like, yeah, this is what I do now. So what you're saying is, is that <laughs> right. Donald Trump is just a throwback. Yeah, and he had to pay people to pee. <laughs> LBJ just did it because he wanted to. Yeah, people I, respected LBJ, so they let him pee on him. He didn't have to pay other people to pee on him. Yeah, like a plebe. You know, I we, I wasn't gonna bring that one up. I I specifically avoided it in my urinal talk. Um, like I was just gonna keep that to be a private story. But um, now that we're onto it, I mean, I mean. He had to travel to Russia to pay people to pee on Obama's bed. What is he going to do when he's in the White House? (laughs) The weird thing is, though, like, okay, even if all of it is completely made up and untrue, which I will admit there's probably a good chance that it's made up or at least a good portion of it or the most sensational stuff is made up. Yeah. The fact remains that that story came out and people's first reaction were like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I think it was a, a large bit. I mean, we I think we've talked about this before. I, I just kind of assumed they had stuff on Trump like or like somebody had dirt on Trump. If NBC and Billy Bush had dirt on Trump, <laughs> like, yes, he went to Russia and said something or did something very stupid. Like and, you know, to think that the K, like I mean, the KGB is said or the FSB at this point, I said, like, they don't do that. I was like. Every intelligence agency on the on the planet is like, you know, collecting, you know, this sort of stuff on people. So I think I just sort of assumed someone had something like this on Trump. And the fact that, like, 
it came out, I was like, yeah, okay. That yeah, I wasn't I mean, shocked by it. No, I mean nobody was, and that I mean that's the weird thing, but also kind of indicative of where we are right now. Yeah, I it's it's one of those things I just it's so surreal at this point and it's it it almost blends into the background of everything else that has gone on that it's it's almost one of the things I'm just I'm taking it in stride like of all the things that matter Trump it's, paying prostitutes to pee on a bed is not even on my like my radar at this point I don't care like it's, it's just a distraction from all the other crap that's going on so I, yeah, it's I, like, I honestly uh, don't even care it's like number like 15 or 16 on the list of things that are ridiculous about this whole situation. Again, I assumed that someone had something like this. <laughs> the fact that it was this specific thing didn't shock me or bother me. It was just well, okay. I'm just glad I'm just glad that, you know, the Cubs decided to move up their trip to the White House um so they didn't get any of that like pee residue on them, you know, when they had to shake the president's hand. Uh, I assume that would be bad for their uh, their baseball prospects next year. So, so that tells me that you think Trump doesn't wash his hands after he pees. I don't think he does. It's probably like a show of power. Like I don't need to wash my hands after I pee. Fuck you guys. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. So uh, we're talking a little bit about Trump. I want to talk about the inauguration a little bit. Oh um, yes, the yeah. soft sensuality this, of the Trump inauguration. <laughs> yeah, this is all very weird. I don't even know. So, like, I've had a couple weird like stories from friends and even just. But well, I yeah. heard he was still trying to like raise money for something. Yeah, which is odd because I know the other day I saw I think on NPR this morning they were talking about how he's raised more money for the inauguration than any other presidential. Like, I think it's costing more than both of Obama's inaugurations put together. Like the celebrations are going on, and. One, so two two points on that. One, I think it's not funny, um, <laughs> but interesting. Well, gold that, is not cheap, Kush. Everything right. needs to be plated in gold. Yeah. Um, interesting that he's still campaigning. Like, he's yeah. still gathering money, which he I guess is, that's what he's good at. You know, he's great at campaigning. I'm, I'm uncertain and horrified of the prospects of him actually governing, but, like, he still seems to be on that. I need people to validate me as a candidate, person, yeah. whatever, and not actually doing things, which is so. You fun. said he's raised more money for the inauguration than than other presidents, right? Yeah. So more than like Barack Obama, who had like Beyonce and Maya Angelou, and you know all these big name people at his inauguration. Uh, so is he just paying Toby Keith like thirty million dollars? <laughs> Because he literally has no one else. So that that was my that was my second point. So yeah, he's he's raised more than ninety million dollars in private donations um, for the inauguration, just for for the inaugural committee. Um, And yeah, to to further flesh that out, Obama's two inaugural committees collected fifty five million in two thousand nine and forty three million in two thousand thirteen. So collectively, Obama raised more. But he had some left over from the first one. So he's raised more than any president in history for his inauguration, but he's doing much, much less with it because no one really wants to be there. And actually, so my second point, my high school choir is going to be performing at a uh, inauguration event on uh I on assume Friday. they're getting paid like two and a half million dollars because he has all this extra money. <laughs> 
they, they must be. So I'm not actually sure. So for further detail, I went to a private school in. Were you in the high school choir? I was. I was not in the kind of show choir, which is what is. I wasn't in the good choir, which oh, okay, which will be performing for uh, President-elect Donald Trump. Um, I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't realize you had such a. You couldn't tell. A beautiful voice. You couldn't tell by my dulcet tones, Michael. I don't know. I mean, maybe you should sing to us at some point on the podcast. Maybe. maybe oh, maybe, we'll maybe, use that. As, we'll use that for our premium subscribers. Yes, the plus the plus episode. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, my my high school. I guess they've performed for him and Melania Trump at Mar-a-Lago because it's you know right around the corner in or in the county at least before. So they were invited along with I think a couple other dozen schools. So I went to a private Christian school. Uh, I know my brother has, he was in the marching band and he actually went to an event for Bill Clinton's inauguration in the late nineties. And he just wound up marching around an empty high school track field (laughs) playing for nobody. (laughs) Um, But so again, so, you know, the school has sent people before uh, to a Democrat, uh, at least the marching band. So like I, I go back and forth on, you know, whether or not my school should have done it as an alumni, I wish they hadn't. But uh, it's also like you had to get my high school choir to show up to sing for you. I mean, I don't know anything about your high school choir. They're very good. Oh, well, then in that case, you can't not have your high school choir. Just to brag a little bit. We were yeah. the first school that Disney allowed to perform Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. A little well, trivia, then, little see, trivia I mean, fact makes, for you. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. But does it? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think I, I learned it. Like today, we found out that uh, Trump's inaugural star-studded cast not so star-studded, and um, hmm. there was they had wait though I see on here they had Bruce Springsteen. Oh, did they to perform? Yeah, did they Bruce really? Springsteen. Uh, was it Bruce Springsteen and the uh, what street band? Oh shoot, the B Street Band. Oh, uh, oh, so now oh, Bruce Springsteen cover band. Oh, wow, oh, my my bad guys. It's a Bruce Springsteen cover band, right? That he and, got. And uh, are they still performing? No, this? no, they're not. They dropped out. Oh no, what happened? Yeah, um, they dropped out out of respect and gratitude to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> First of all, they didn't know Bruce Springsteen's like thoughts and attitudes before they agreed to play. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like... Because your boy was pretty out front about how he feels about things. Yeah, it's like, did you ever listen to the music you were playing and performing? Or you just really like, you really like to groove on it, you yeah. know? Just never listened to the words before. Yeah, not interested. Uh, I did see a tweet today, too, earlier. Is that for a president who prides himself on closing deals... <laughs> but he, he couldn't close a Bruce Springsteen cover band. It's like, hmm, yeah, he must be must be real good at it. I want to talk about this more. Like, I want to dive into so much. Like, but it's so dumb. Like, none of it matters. Like, it's all just stupid. And like, again, I feel like it's all just a distraction from stuff like Trump has actually talked about. Like, uh, so for again, so I you know I just moved to Atlanta, um, and my new representative John Lewis. You know, mm-hmm. who's been around for a very long time and done some great things, uh, not just for the city, but for the country. Trump blew him up over the weekend, like right before uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. 
uh, because John Lewis had said something about he was going to skip the inauguration. He was one of the first ones to say that he was going to boycott the inauguration Mm -hmm. and didn't view Trump as a legitimate president. And I have a hard time like really caring about all the rigmarole around other than the personal stuff with like the choir uh, around the (laughs) inauguration. I'm just like, I'm resigned to that, but I'm just flabbergasted that the end result of it means Donald Trump will be the president because he can't help himself from saying stupid shit like what he said about John Lewis. Yeah, I mean, John Lewis says that he, you know, he's going to have a hard time working with them because he doesn't view him as a legitimate president, which is, I mean, kind of not a uncommon thing right now, especially with all the allegations around Russia influencing the election. Not to mention that he is constantly considered like one of the most liberal congressmen. He said something similar about George W. Bush in 2001. Mm -hmm you know, after the whole Supreme Court deciding who the president was. Right. Um, so it's it's not like he hasn't said things like this before or it's not expected from someone like him. And But it just shows, like, that Trump literally cannot help himself. If somebody talks bad about him or questions him or doesn't accept him as this great, huge leader, he attacks them. And he said to, about John Lewis, he is... All talk and no action. Right. Can I just run down a few actions that John Lewis has taken over his time? I'd love to on this earth. Those, please. He was one of the main organizers, one of the big six uh, of the March on Washington in 1963 as the chair of the uh, SNCC. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that mar- uh, march was Dr. Martin Luther King's. I have a dream speech, which was pretty important, I think. He organized voter registration in Selma as part of a big campaign there after, uh, you know, they finally got the right to vote. He was one of the original 13 Freedom Riders, which was, they passed a law saying that segregation on interstate bus travel was illegal. Right, which they they definitely did just by talking, not by, (laughs) yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so he basically was pointing out the hypocrisy and saying that they weren't enforcing this. It was uh, seven seven black men and uh, and six uh, white men rode the bus together from D.C. to New Orleans. And, uh, you know, he was beaten, arrested multiple times. They actually most of the people quit because of all the violence. And he actually found a bunch of students and finished the ride, even though he was almost beaten within a, a you know, edge of his life multiple times he was arrested multiple times in 2006 and 2009 protesting the genocide in darfur which people just continue to ignore mm-hmm. he has received an abundance of awards the profile and courage award which is a lifetime achievement award that has only been given out twice uh by the jfk library foundation he has uh, received that greatest public service by an elected or appointed official He's uh, received the or the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom, and he has a Navy ship that is going to be named after him. Yeah. So well, yeah. I would say that he might be slightly more accomplished than our president-elect in the sphere of public service. Maybe just a scotch. Yeah, and I mean, the things like Trump said about him, like you said it earlier, he can't help himself. Like if someone goes after him, you know, he just says stuff that has no bearing on reality. 
and and honestly no no understanding of like the actual like what people are actually going through obviously everything you just said and much more defines john lewis's life as a man of action a man of accomplishment and a fighter for many many people in this country which i don't think donald trump can say now or ever will be able to say but i'm gonna read I'm going to read the tweets. There's a couple, and there's one where he tries to save face, I believe, later. Um, so January 14th. That must 14th. have been written by somebody else. Exactly. So three days ago at this point. Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district, which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime infested, rather than falsely complaining about the election results. All talk, 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 no action or results. Sad. The signature sad. And so, you know, as a new resident of the 5th District of Georgia, I honestly could not be more pleased with it, um, other than, I will say this, the Publixes in Atlanta are not quite as great as the Publixes in Florida, so get on that, Publix. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, it, it completely doesn't understand the reality in Atlanta, uh, in his district. Doesn't well, he assumes that Atlanta is a city and it has a high african-american population so therefore it is the quote-unquote inner city and it has quote-unquote crime problems right so later in the day he tweeted congressman john lewis should finally focus on the burning and crime crime infested inner cities of the u.s (laughs) by the way there's a lot of misuse of uh hyphens in these tweets and i our boy needs an editor uh so crime infested inner cities of the u.s i can use all the help i can get exclamation point it's like, well, one, if you want help, maybe don't insult the people who are most geared to help you, for yep. one. But it's also, Atlanta's not burning. You know, it's got problems. It's not necessarily crime infested. Hasn't, Cer- hasn't burned Hasn't burned in a long time. Yeah, by the way, um, <laughs> they don't like when you make Sherman jokes yeah, down here. They I've, do not. I've nope. uh, made a couple, and they mm-hmm. don't go over well, let me tell yeah. you. It just goes to show you can get under his skin so easily and he can't let it go. Most of his tweets in the last two weeks have been about John Lewis, the intelligence agencies, which he needs to rely on, which I agree there maybe were some things that probably shouldn't have leaked out. Whatever. I, I We can talk about that later. But um, <laughs> about that or SNL. Like he can't let Saturday Night Live go. Like, he has to attack it every week without fail within an hour of it airing. Well, I mean, somebody pointed out that it took him a matter of hours to jump on John Lewis about his comments Mm -hmm. and denounce them as being wrong and false and sad. But it took him, like, weeks to denounce David Duke as as a supporter. Like, what are you doing here? And then for this to take place on like leading up to MLK yeah, weekend is like unbelievable. Yeah. And that's, like, that's why I, I can't, it's even this, like it's egregious and it's so gross and it's so indicative of who he is. Even like the Russia thing we talked about earlier, I, I almost can't. And again, I can say that as a white man, which means nothing, I almost don't even it's a circus show like it's so easy to like to write it off or i like to me i need to write it off because he's actually doing things or will be doing things soon that will matter and this stuff is just window dressing to distract from 
everything else that's going on, like confirmation hearings, all that stuff. And it's just like, he's going to do this nonstop because that's all he knows how to do. And I like at a certain point, similar to my resolution for not being enchanted by internet personalities like Newsret <laughs> Gaucher, I, I think I'm making a personal resolution to not fall victim to whatever Trump's just going to tweet about because it doesn't mean anything. I think it's one of those things where you laugh at these types of things to to kind of keep from just going absolutely crazy about all of the other stuff that we can't do anything about. Yeah. Like his cabinet picks who are basically picked to dismantle the cabinet. I mean, to, to dismantle the entities that they're supposed to oversee. Betsy DeVos, her, the, the, his pick for... Secretary of Education just basically said that, like, it's up to the states to decide whether they want to make schools adhere to the Americans with Disabilities Act. <laughs> like, w- what? You're going to uh... leave it up to the states to decide whether disabled children can get education? And what are they supposed to do? Move to a different state if they just are discriminated against? Like, how is that even a thing that somebody in... 2017 who is supposed to be leading the department of education can even think about saying uh so Uh, it's much easier to laugh at um yeah pp beds and uh inauguration (laughs) mishaps than uh yeah i want to go i want to go back to plain swords with my random office (laughs) rando um (laughs) yeah i mean if if we could do an entire podcast on all the crazy dissonance within cabinet picks and their appointed uh, chairs. But I do, I feel like we have a very good opportunity here to go shift to a lighthearted, happy-go-lucky tale. We've talked about China, so I want to get into our favorite segment, What's on Weibo? What's on Weibo? That's my song for What's on Weibo. Yeah, uh, so for new listeners, which there might be like two, maybe two, Yeah. Um, Sino Weibo is uh, kind of like Chinese Twitter. And every once in a while, we like to check in to see what's going on with our friends on the other side of the world. We check in on Sino Weibo and we say, what's on Weibo? So, Michael, what's on Weibo? <laughs> there are some very interesting things on Weibo. So I'm going to start with two. There always are. Oh, it's best. I'm going to start with two recent stories. And then I'm going to do a little recap of... Weibo in 2016 that I came across that had some just truly delicious stories I'm, that came out. Michael, of it. I can't. Uh, I'm so excited. All right, so the first one is it's a little sad, but it's also really funny. A woman was running a balloon shooting booth. Have yeah. you ever seen these balloon shooting booths? You go to the fair and you you shoot a little yeah, pellet get, or a dart or whatever at balloons. And you yeah, you prize. go to the Palm Beach County Fair, you eat a pig's ear, you walk around, yeah, yeah. you shoot some baskets, then you shoot some balloons. Yeah. Usually I throw darts at them. That's my style. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this poor woman was running this street balloon shooting booth mm-hmm. to make some money, give out some some nice gifts to uh, to people and she was arrested and sentenced to three years and six months in prison for running a balloon shooting booth wait it can't be it can't be just for balloons i mean i can pop balloons all day yeah um it was because criminal possession of weapons (laughs) (laughs) okay well now i have some questions um (laughs) 
Was she letting them shoot it with like a Glock? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they were basically just like air guns, like that shoot little plastic pellets out. Oh, I know those. Like a BB I've sh- gun or I've an shot, airsoft. I've rifle. shot you with those guns before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it hurts a little bit if you get shot, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think anyone would consider that a uh, assault with a deadly weapon. No. Of any sort. But yeah, so. I, I laugh, but it's not really funny because she's in prison. But for it's, three years, yeah, for three and a half years, it makes me laugh because la- just last week, so this woman was arrested. She's fifty-one for having airsoft guns that shoot like little BBs, like basically owning BB guns. Yep, which like literally every kid on American soil owns one or has a like slingshot that shoots like metal BBs. But literally last week we were talking about fucking toddlers shooting their parents <laughs> with like literal guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those toddlers are not in jail. No. They're like just roaming the streets of Atlanta. Just <laughs> just mowing down folk. Like, just just setting like, their sights on you. At most their parents are in jail and also shot for child neglect. But man, that's a tough break for this lady. Yeah, so people, you know, people on Weibo are pretty upset about it. I would be. Um, yeah, so because uh, apparently a couple weeks ago, a man shot a a dog with a with an air air gun. Hey, and he got six days in prison. What? So apparently, um, balloons have more rights in China than dogs. Yeah, Michael, I. I... I feel like you're setting me up to be inadvertently Asian racist again, and I'm not going <laughs> to fall into that trap and make a dog joke. But but you did. You already did. Let it be known I want to make the joke. <laughs> you uh, son of a bitch. It's one of, my favorite, it's one of my favorite running things in this kush. You're, you're racist towards all Asians. <sighs> yeah. At least I own it. <laughs> I also, before you, before you baited me into that filthy joke i was gonna make a joke about hey only police can kill dogs because that's what police here in the u.s do they shoot yeah apparently and that's that they said that's legal now too apparently if the dog like even looks at them funny yeah welcome to trump's america Mm -hmm. okay what else is going on in china um so are you familiar with the concept of feng shui uh slightly i've heard about it I don't so it's the idea that like you you organize your furniture in such a way that um, it has a good energy flow. You know, you you point your your couches or your bed in, in certain directions where the windows and doors are. Interesting. Um, and you know, there are people who are feng shui experts. You know, they they come into your house and they'll set it up. Well, that's interesting because I I arrange my my furniture by whatever fits into my bullshit tiny apartment. <laughs> And then also, what will my dog like most? Like, well, does, she, does she get good sunlight? Can maybe she... your dog isn't an expert at feng shui, and you just no, my dog's don't an expert. Understand. My dog's an expert at withholding love. <laughs> uh, go on, Michael. What about feng shui? Uh, well, this woman did not feel that even after she had organized her home, that her feng shui was appropriate or good enough. I it, guess it didn't go far enough. Yeah, it didn't go far enough. So she cut through eight different cables that wait, wait, were wait, 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 what, wait, cables? Yeah. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't really know what, what her thought was, but she felt that something in the cables was not allowing the energy to flow properly. You're talking about, you're talking about like a, actually, like a, like a power strip, right? Please. Yeah, no, uh, she was cut, she cut the cables for the communications to her village. So she <laughs> left 8,000 people in her village without internet Michael. or phone for, uh, for a couple days because she thought it was bad for feng shui and it was bad for, for your brain, I guess, for all of this. We, no, we talked, we talked last week about the, my you know, giblets. The silver underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, your but... incredible hulkness down there. Um, so, you can probably you can probably understand that you know maybe she didn't want her and her family's giblets to be affected by this radiation coming from these cables. I have a hard time, and I thought the American public education system was bad. You realize, and I assume it's a fiber optic cable, perhaps maybe maybe a copper wire. You it's know, not emitting we goddamn we radiation, you morons. It's shooting laser beams into your face <laughs> so you can watch The Bachelor or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or whatever the fuck Chinese version of that is. <laughs> One very astute commenter on Weibo said that uh, at least her feng shui will be very different in prison. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess... <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, of course it will be because, you know, I guess it's easier to arrange a five by five square. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I mean, can you even can you even move stuff around in prison, or are you just kind of at the whim of whatever they feel? No, like it's doing? literally all bolted to the wall and <laughs> has no hard edges or anything, so you can't hurt yourself with it. Like, well, maybe that's all good for feng shui. Maybe that's what she was trying to do. Yeah, that's she what was she was trying to get to get into a better spiritual place. Yeah. Oh, Michael, but what a bummer summer! Like, I feel like. They were without internet for a couple days just because one lady thought her like mood was disrupted. Yeah, I gotta tell yeah. you, if how mad would you be was, if you found out that your internet was down because one one person decided just to cut off cables? I gotta tell you, when my internet goes down because a tree fell on a power line, I become enraged. If I found out that one of my moron neighbors just decided that. I'm having a bad day. I'm going to slice through your fiber optic cable. <laughs> uh, I would. Michael, I don't even know how to respond. I would jump off a window. Well, how about a how about a slightly happier story? Please. I need one. Well, you know, over our first first couple episodes, I uh, I brought you some very, very nice stories of a slightly explicit and sexual nature. I had and I, I feel like I I had not. I noticed. feel like I kind of um I kind of let everyone down by by not bringing any anything to the table last time. So I have a a nice story for you. Let's say you were at a pet store. I don't like you, where this is going. <laughs> I don't and like you it. Saw, and you saw a uh, a snake that you just could not live without. You I needed that snake. To be your pet, and you did not have the required. Um, I don't like it. Who knows? Cash, maybe. Maybe you didn't have the required paperwork to be able to bring home a snake. Personal, you... personal fortitude to <laughs> handle a snake touching my my bare skin. No, how fuck you, off. How would you smuggle this snake out of the pet store, Kush? <laughs> In a fucking body bag, if I had to. Like, uh, would you uh, on the end would you have grabbed it? Would you have grabbed it from its cage and um, put it down your pants? 
Michael, you know I wouldn't. Oh, you know how I feel about <laughs> scaly things. Um, if I had, if I had to do it personally, it'd probably be I would grab a uh, machete and I would slice it and like carry it outside. But I, I have a feeling that didn't happen in this particular situation. No, no, he he put it right down his pants and oh. then he tried to shuffle out of the pet store as if he did not have a snake in his trousers. Or I guess a, a second snake in his trousers. Oh, you did it, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I did. What kind of snake was it and how badly did it bite his penis? <laughs> That's my only... Uh, I mean, Actually, on. it did not It did not bite him, did it, it? which was very surprising. Luckily, it was not venomous. Did it constrict his pee-pee? It did not do anything to his pee-pee, but the pet store people did say that he was very lucky because it was feeding day. and and he's very lucky that he still has his giblets michael so you know what look i will it ends happy the snake was returned unharmed i mean i'm not happy about that either because i hate snakes (laughs) i I mean fuck that snake i don't care about the snake uh everything about that's awful theft Mm -hmm. snakes the whole whole package Yeah. I thought you'd like that one. I, no, I didn't. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> the thought of anything being that close to my giblets, other than sweet silver-infused underwear, I'm not interested. All uh, right, all right. All right, well, how about this one, then? Oh, about this no. One? No. Apparently, there is something uh, in China called the Noodle Gang. Noodle Gang? <laughs> yep. Oh, yep, uh, they they harass a local shop owner who had the audacity to open up another noodle restaurant within 500 f- yards of their noodle restaurant. And so a gang of hoodlums from the noodle shop basically attacked his store and stood outside and would not let people go inside of his noodle shop. <laughs> I mean, I don't even... I, I, I'm trying to form an opinion and... I can't <laughs> without being unintentionally and obviously racist. So, so apparently they claimed he How was How does anyone he was open violated. a restaurant in that town? Because it's got fucking noodles and rice, right? Fuck you. <laughs> they, they were violating a uh, a treaty, which I can't pronounce. There's there's a lot of words which I, I can't pronounce. But they claimed there was a treaty that claimed there should be no other beef noodles restaurants within 400 meters of this Kwai Muslim noodle restaurant. What really tickles me is that since it was a gang protecting its own noodle turf, I want to know what, like, have the, have like the Crips and Bloods ever just like drawn (laughs) lines and like, hey, you can't open a hot dog stand over here. Not for like this is my this is my hot dog turf right and like for like very non like very trivial things like this isn't my like drug turf this isn't my no. like yeah no. like you can't come here wearing red <laughs> like you can't come here and sell hot dogs no you can't come here this is this is the only beef hot dog stand within four hundred meters of this this area <laughs> oh you got kosher franks get the fuck out my man. <laughs> I, I bet you can't guess what they named this controversy. Michael, if I say Noodlegate and you agree with me, 
I will literally jump out a goddamn window. It's Noodlegate. Fuck me in the face! I hate- <laughs> oh! <laughs> to be to be more specific, it was beef Noodlegate, not to be confused with I don't know ramen Noodlegate or other Noodlegates so once that again, have happened or will this happen. Podca- this podcast is faced with a man, and I have to tell you, I. Appending the word gate to any controversy. It's the laziest <laughs> form of everything. Watergate was named with a goddamn hotel. It wasn't a fucking water conspiracy. <laughs> so would you say that this controversy of appending gate to everything would be the gate gate? I'm gonna hit face. I'm just gonna drive up to Chicago and just hit you. There's no reason. It's the laziest form of everything. Well, This story has a happy ending. I doubt it. Go on. So they basically posted about this on Sino Weibo. And the netizens of Sino Weibo came to their defense and they actually went and confronted. Another word I hate. Netizens. (laughs) Eat shit. Go on. They went and confronted the noodle gang and were basically like, fuck you, noodle gang. This noodle place deserves to be here. And they backed down. It was like, it was basically like, like step up, but like with noodles, right. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> just like a fat Channing Tatum. <laughs> just kind of like, give me no carbs. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to dance, but it was just, there was too many noodles. More of, more of a wobble. Yeah. It was just a lot of beef noodles. Michael, okay, I mean, just the fact that we've said the word noodle gang at least five times today, <laughs> my day is ruined. I can't even tell you. Well, you wanted to know what was on Weibo, because... I, I always want to know what's on Weibo, and uh, honestly, I think I think that's about it. I don't think I can handle much more than that today. Well, because since you didn't really like my noodle gate story, I'm going to... I've got one more well, story I to, be to close this out on. The, the story was great. The, I love the goddamn story. I hate... I hated Beef Noodlegate as a concept. Okay, okay, well, you know, beef you, don't get to choose, you don't get to choose what your scandals are called, Kush. Yes, we all the do. Netizens, we the netizens of Weibo named it. No, we collectively get to choose the names of our controversies. <laughs> and let me be incredibly clear. Just the fact that they called it Beef Noodlegate minimizes the impact and importance of Watergate. Okay, those two are not equivalent controversies. Bring it home, Michael. I feel like you were All built right. into something. One last story. We're not going to solve that particular. That's my least favorite trending topic. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you might like this trending topic better. I doubt it. Um, I have the story here that I'm going to admit is not going to sound very funny as I start to describe it. I can't. I like. I cannot wait. A man in Oregon was arrested for threatening his wife, mm-hmm. which is not funny at all. No. Um, I'm not laughing. But he was threatening her with a bat that had nails in it. You've made it less funny. Which gets less funny. But... Wait, can we call it Snake Plissken Gate? <laughs> yeah, we could call it Snake Plissken Gate from here on out, I think. So as part of Snake Plissken Gate... So he admitted, yes, I, I have this bat that has nails in it, but it was not to threaten my wife. I made it in response to the stories about all the crazy clowns trying to lure my children 
into the woods. And so I made it to make my children feel safer that I could take out any clowns that threatened them. And I called it the clown tickler. So this man has a bat that he has put nails in. Yeah. Spikes, like six inch, six inch nails. This thing looks horrifying, by the way, uh, that he <laughs> we'll, we'll has add it to the shown show. his we'll children. We'll add a picture to the show notes. <laughs> he showed it to his children and said, hey, guys, don't worry about those crazy clowns. I have this clown tickler. Great. That yeah, I will Dad, take them I'm out. really worried about you, though, you crazy maniac. What are yeah, you fucking like, doing? Like, what's worse, being lured in by a clown or having your dad brandish a freaking baseball bat with spikes on it that he's going to apparently murder clowns with? <laughs> by the way, if I ever learned anything from pop culture, like, it's that when you need an adult with a baseball bat full of nails, they're never around. No, like, of course not. When a clown shows up to lure you into the woods, your pops isn't hanging out with his baseball bat full of nails. <laughs> Clowns are more opportunistic hunters than that. They know what's up. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, clowns don't lure you away from the circus. They lure you away from the goddamn woods where you're playing tag. So wait, are you assuming that when the dad takes his kids to the circus that he brings the bat with him just to make sure clowns don't get any ideas? I mean, I feel like now he's made some promises that he has to live up to. So he's got to bring the bat. He's like, oh, I'm walking into an, an arena of clowns. I have to defend myself. Have you ever been to the circus before? Uh, a long time ago, and it made me do sad. You, do you remember the the things they used to hand out? They were the the, the swords that would like elongate, mm-hmm. and they would light up and make sounds and shit, kind of like the the old um, like what they made the uh, lightsabers the lightsabers out of. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, that maybe if you made one of those that looked like a spiked baseball bat, that might sell pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Ringling, maybe Ringling Brothers wouldn't have gone out of business if they uh, had some good marketing. Expandable people. self-defense item against our, exactly. our creepy best-selling our creepy item. clowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the way, I mean, I remember hearing such an hour from like actual clowns, like about like these assholes are ruining our reputation. Like, <laughs> you guys didn't have a sterling <laughs> record to begin with. Like, like the best you could have hoped for was jimmy stewart on like greatest show on earth and that guy was a literal murderer so yeah. who's lower who's lower on the totem pole mimes or clowns well i guess mimes because they're french <laughs> that's so nice so now you hate the french too i'm an equal opportunity hate all right yeah uh also i, I was that... terrified by a an italian mime at venice one time so I don't like mimes, so back off. I deal with my own shit my own way. Uh, well, then, for for your birthday, Kush, I'm going to get you a baseball bat with spikes in it so you can fight off any mimes. And snakes and frogs. Yeah, I'm going to call it a, a mime tickler gate. Uh, mime gate tickler. Anyway, Michael, well, I cannot wait to, to receive my birthday present. And uh, I've I've had a lovely chat with you this evening. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well, friends, I think that's been Trends in Low Places. I hope to see you next time. Michael? Yeah, what I like to call uh, Trends in Low Places, Gate. You know what? I hope we don't have a next episode. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I'm sick of this. That was Trends in Low Places, but we have some exciting news. Uh, Michael, we just recently launched a website to kind of tie this whole thing together. It's called Good Buddy Media. And along with that, we've also... Uh, launched and recorded a a new show called 
The Longest Days of Our Lives, which is a 24 uh, fan cast, uh, starring me, your friend Michael, and uh, our good buddy Curtis, which you you might remember from episode 3. Uh, don't so, Be a Dick. Yeah, Don't Be a Dick was the title of that episode. Uh, so we have a new website, goodbuddymedia.com. It's the start of our burgeoning podcast media empire. There hopefully will be new shows to come. But in the meantime, Michael, why don't you go, go ahead and tell people how to find uh, our two shows? Yeah, so if you go to goodbuddymedia.com, you can find links to both of our shows. You can go straight to the Podbean site for each of those, or you can find the RSS feed, which you can put into uh, your favorite podcast player, or you can search on Stitcher or Google Play to find either one, Trends in Low Places or The Longest Days of Our Lives, Um, and hopefully very soon searchable on iTunes as well, so... Go on there, find us, like us, subscribe to our podcast, and um, yeah, enjoy. This feels so silly, but um, you know, we we are submitted to iTunes and uh, to pretty much every other podcast app known to man. All we can do is this sounds so dumb to ask, but please like us and uh, rate us on iTunes when you get the chance. Uh, it's very important for new show. If you have the opportunity and you, you want to help us out, please give us a rating and uh, tell us what you think. So, uh, Plus, that's good for my ego. Yeah, no, we are very fragile. Ego gate cannot be denied. So please <laughs> give us a minute. Uh, you know, find us on your favorite podcast app. And uh, thank you so much for listening. This is incredible. You guys have been awesome. So, Michael, I hope you have a great night. And uh, crowd, I love you. Thanks. Toodles. Toodles.